0: Welcome to the Marie Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Where Energy and Medicine Meet. I'm your host for the next hour. My name is Marie Manuceri. And as we begin our hour together, I wanted to express my gratitude and appreciation to all of our listeners, wherever you live in the U.S., Seattle, Arizona, California, New York, Utah, anywhere. And of course, all of our listeners outside of the United States, Spain, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Scotland. Thank you so much for your interest in healing yourself and for your dedication to living a happy and wonderful life. So today on the show, we're talking about the paranormal. Um, The paranormal is really about mysticism, in my opinion. Um, As always, you know, I'm going to put a positive swing on just about anything that you hear. So even though we're going to have talk about some scary things or interesting things that may be considered scary or haunting, um, we're going to be talking about unusual encounters. um, Oh, I love that, Eric. That's great. The lower world, the other side, all kinds of interesting things just to kind of give an idea about what the paranormal may be. And of course, we're just on the brink of Halloween. So it's absolutely perfect that we're having the music. And absolutely. So in the United States, we're about to celebrate our spooky holiday, which is Halloween. And what most people don't necessarily understand um, metaphysically. Halloween is a time when the veil is considered to be the thinnest. So the veil is what separates human beings from having multi-sensory experiences supposedly it surrounds the earth plane. Um, it actually looks like a placenta to me, um, but to many people it's described as a veil. And that's what makes it challenging for people to see or hear or feel outside of our third dimensional space. But on the 31st of October, it thins so that everyone has an opportunity to have a multisensory experience. And of course that is just a few days away. So what's our sp- that spooky music again? Could you do that again? He has to go find it.
1: <laughs> Here it is.
0: Great. So on Halloween, perfect, (laughs) I love that. You know, and Karen's wearing her spider necklace, my assistant Karen's in-house today answering the phone. My daughter Mariam is homesick on the couch. And so I give a shout out to Karen. She's not at the office answering the phone, but she's here in the studio answering the phone. So we're going to be talking about the paranormal. Call in. It'll be lots of fun. I'll be happy to answer any of your questions, of course. So just to give a, a better idea, again, there's this veil, right, or the placenta as I see it. It's thinning. It'll be the thinnest on Saturday. And so really allow yourself to connect to intuition. Generally, from a fearful place isn't the best way to do it. Fear actually shuts down the third eye or the intuitive senses. And that's why most people are kind of afraid of their intuition because they tend to think of the paranormal as something scary but in my opinion and for many other people who use their intuition it's not a scary thing it's interesting it's certainly different it gives you another um, another arm if you will in your life another way of experiencing life a little bit more information to help you answer questions and to move forward and everyone has intuition and that intuition is literally deep inside of you it's incredible wisdom so the lower world is actually a place and it's hard for me to describe it when I don't have a whiteboard. When I'm teaching classes about the lower world, I draw all kinds of pictures so you can kind of get an idea. It's hard to describe things that are kind of abstract for human beings. But the lower world is a place that um, many people can go to after they leave this world, and they're really unhappy. They're, they're not excited with what happened in their life. They're disgruntled a little bit. And the other side is the place of joy, just is you know oozing joy and happiness so if you're not a happy camper it doesn't feel very good to be hanging out on the other side mm-hmm. so there's a place called the lower world and it's where people choose to put themselves no one has to go there um, I and if you want to use the word hell, I, I guess you could describe it that way. But I think hell is anywhere on earth. I think
1: I worked there for a little while. That was my <laughs> Did last you work job. There? Yeah, I was on the lower level, there, <laughs> the underworld. There.
0: And, and Eric just really, actually said something that's right on. Hell is wherever you make it to be, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't. It can be in any time space reality. It can be anywhere um, in like the universe. Seems like we all serve our
1: time there <laughs> <laughs> eventually. And,
0: and we have all of us, and we can have moments of being there just in a regular day, right? So the lower world is a place where people put themselves, where they're really unhappy and miserable. Anyone can leave whenever they want to, and it will kind of look like whatever you you don't want it to be is what it's going to look like. It's going to have its own subjective experience. Um, And so the lower world is nothing to really fear. In fact, I believe if we have family members or friends or even parts of our souls, because I think we have many, many aspects to our souls that are living in multiple dimensions at all times. You know, so we're very complicated organisms. So when we're kind and loving to ourselves, that helps friends and family members to come out of the lower world because they may model their behavior after you. And also, if you have little pieces of yourself that are still frustrated from a previous lifetime, being kind and loving and appreciating to you also helps those areas to integrate and come back together. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. Interesting subject. We've got scary music, music to go along with it. And we have several. Oh, yeah. Eric's finding that music again. <laughs> oh, that's great. So do you have a costume for Halloween?
1: I, I do. I, I do. I think I'm actually going to repeat a costume from last year. Really? Which, what are you going to be? Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> oh, you don't want to tell us? You don't have to.
1: No, I, I last year I was uh, Clark Kent.
0: Oh, very and, nice. That's perfect. And, and really, it Eric really well. looks like Clark Kent. He could definitely, you could fit the parts. Same color hair. S- similar features absolutely so that's a great idea <laughs> yeah it
1: was really cool last year and I didn't actually get to go anywhere Halloweeny so I thought <laughs> maybe I'll just bring him back and uh, and Excellent. do that again because uh yeah it was a fun one so, so
0: do you have parties to go to
1: um, there's a few that I'm considering and Excellent. yeah, I haven't decided uh, which one to go yet. I think I'm going to go see the, uh, the bodies exhibit. There.
0: Oh, is it back in town?
1: It's back in oh. town. And I thought, well, this is kind of creepy. So <laughs> oh, it's,
0: I saw it three times when it was here really? about a year and a half ago, two years. I loved it. I'm going to go again. That's a fantastic exhibit. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I
1: thought, well, but what, it is kind
0: of creepy. It's kind of right. creepy. Halloween. It's kind of creepy. Halloween. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. So
1: I think I'm doing that and then I'll probably go to a party later Wonderful. In the day. Yeah, it should well, be good
0: we wish you a happy Halloween, Clark Thank Kent. <laughs> and I think we'll go to the phone lines.
1: Oh, well, you didn't tell us where your costume I'm was going to be. I'm
0: going to be a girl pirate, a dead girl pirate, actually. So, but kind of girly, kind of girly, a lot of pink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, Before I go to the phones, I I do want to give the phone number out, though, because we haven't done that yet. And uh, if you want to give us a call, you can toll free at 877-825-8828, 877-825-8828 or 425-373-5527, and uh, just bear with me if I lose my voice. I, I think I've got just a touch of that swine flu, so you got to be... Oh,
0: gee, thanks, yeah, Eric. Don't, don't worry, though. It's it's like
1: the, the pot-bellied variety. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very small.
0: He's just teasing. Yes, we've we got
1: Suzanne on the line right now calling from Spokane.
0: Okay. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? Actually, it's Susan. Oh, hi, Susan. Hi. Hi. What can I do for you today? I have a question about my guides. I'm just curious. Sure. Do you have a, a particular question, and you just want me to read about them? Just read about. Okay. them. Okay. Well, first of all, they tell me that you do kind of like the spooky stuff. Is that true? Mm, not so much. No. So you don't <laughs> like you don't like Halloween or anything like that. I like Halloween at the preschool level. At the preschool level. So do you work in a preschool then? I used to. Yeah. Ah, so are you doing anything fun for Halloween? uh no i don 't think so mm so maybe you can volunteer at a local well today well tomorrow would be the day to you know volunteer at a local school, dress up. And scare the little, little cute munchkins. <laughs> so even though you know, in your from your experience, you don't um, you know necessarily like the spooky stuff. And I know what you mean. I don't like the horror and gore stuff either. Yeah, it's not my right. favorite. I don't watch those movies. But a uh, like you, because um, I'm getting a similar read. I really love mysticism. You know, I love uh, anything to do with the occult or the paranormal. I just find it fascinating, not scary, but fascinating. Is right. that true with you? That is true. Yeah, that's what your guides are telling me. Um, your guides say that they've been. I'm working closely with you for about five years, and that's other, true. Okay, yeah. excellent. And they say that um, although there is this great communication going on, in other words, they feel that you're communicating well. They believe that they're sending you positive messages, and you're picking up on most of them. They say that you're slow to act. Is that is that true? <laughs> uh huh. So so why is that? Do you know fear. why Fear, and what are you afraid of? What's your oh, biggest you know, fear? I
2: have, I have all kinds of <laughs> all ah.
0: kinds that I could be afraid of, but. I've, I've sort of had a breakthrough recently. So. Mm. And do you mind sharing your breakthrough? Um, you don't have to go into a, major details if you don't want to. Mm,
2: well, it's just it's sort of a long, convoluted story. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the gist of it is I finally figured out that what's been missing from my life was a hero. Oh. And I've come to realize that I am the person who has to
0: fill that role. Yay! <laughs> yes, you are your own hero. That's right. And I love what you said. It's a long, con- convoluted answer. Yeah. And, and obviously, you said it beautifully. You, you've broken it down throughout your thought processes about it and came to something that was very nurturing for you, yes. which is excellent. And, and that long, convoluted, that's where the fear comes from. And when we, when we make it so challenging and so difficult and intertwine it with our fears, right, which are basically illusions. They're not real, right. Right, right? So what are some of the things that your guides have, you know, suggested that might be a, a good way to move forward in your life that you haven't been able to act on yet?
2: Well, when, five years ago, mm-hmm. I left a job that was pretty toxic.
0: And at the time that I
2: left, I was fairly scared because I didn't know what was coming next. Mm-hmm. And I kept getting a message when the time is right, the job will appear. Hmm. And it, it continued for about two years, and then in the spring, about three years ago, um, I started a Reiki practice. Hmm. And a year ago, I became a master. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the path that I'm on.
0: That's a great path. Yeah. It's it a great path. So do you can you see and feel yourself successful? Can you sit down, spend several minutes every day just feeling as if the final outcome of your desires has already occurred? Can you do that?
2: I'm getting there, but I'm
0: not quite there yet. Okay. So what holds you back from You know, what are the thoughts that come in your mind or the feelings? Because in my mind, that's the real spooky stuff. It is. (laughs) Right? That's the stuff that holds us back. That's really what's lurking behind, you know, dark corridors and, and, Uh you know, (laughs) in the attic, right? So what is it, do you believe, that holds you back from really diving into your joy and letting the evidence of the physical world, you know, surprise you with you,
2: um, probably just all the old messages that I've fought over mm-hmm. the years. You know, K- the ones that said that I wasn't quite up to, to par, whatever that was. Right. Not
0: good enough. Right. Okay. Pretty much. All right. So here's a great mantra, I think, unless you've already tried it, of course, is just to repeat, you know, in your mind silently, maybe two or three times a day um, for like two to three minutes, you know, I am enough. I am enough. So you can kind of break away that piece, which will help you, whatever you decide to do in terms of a mantra, other activities that you choose to do. So you can have those, you know, five or six or 10 minutes every day where you can sit down and feel exactly what you want as if it's already here. Right. The final outcome. Right. Because you followed your guides advice really well. You know, you started the Reiki practitioner experience, you know, you, you are enjoying that. I know it's not moving as quickly as you would like it to, is the feeling that I'm getting, and that's why I'm encouraging you to spend some time feeling exactly the way you want it to be.
2: Yeah, the only reason it hasn't moved as fast as I'd like it to is because I've put up resistance. Right. So I can't
0: blame anybody else. Right, right. And and there's reasons why we put up resistance, and, and mostly the real fear, you know, not the boogeyman fear, but the real fear, mm-hmm. the real fear that yep. we have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, so your guides are actually applauding your connection with them, your communication, and they're just encouraging you again, as they always do, lovingly, to you know, to dance for you, to jump up and down in the world for you, and to take those chances. Those things are going to feel like risks, but they tr- they truly aren't. They're really about just embracing more and more of who you are. Can you tell me how many guides I have? Yeah, you have seven, okay. and that's what I'm seeing. So seven is a number that it's a high spiritual number. I always consider it a little bit of a challenge spiritual number. It means that you may feel challenged sometimes about your beliefs regarding spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, I know they're there, but where are they? You know, kind of a thing. Or it may actually manifest slightly different for you. And so staying dedicated to some sort of spiritual practice for you will help you erode whatever challenges could present themselves, because you can always get a, another guide. You can get one that's brought in and makes the number to an eight, or one can move on, and you could bring it down to a number six. I mean, seven is a fabulous number. It truly moves people towards spirit- spirituality, but it can be just a tad challenging.
2: Well, no, I've been on a spiritual path all my life.
0: I know, so I know. This is nothing. <laughs> right, and it's and it's that interesting place where you know it in your mind, yeah. but then living it throughout your your everyday life outwardly you know is what is part of that spiritual path that's true yeah it's beautiful so congratulations to you and your guides and go ahead and and make some um some risks jump off a few clips (laughs) and i don't mean literally you know figuratively right
2: (laughs) Well, I appreciate the work that you're doing, and, and the mantras that you come up with have meant more to me than any that I've found in any of the books that
0: I've read. Oh, well, thank you. It's my pleasure. I wish them great help in your life, and I wish you great success in everything that you do. Thank you, Marie. Have a wonderful day. You too. All Bye. All
1: right. Now we're going to move on to Valerie uh, calling all the way from West Palm Beach.
0: Hi, Valerie. How are you? Good, Marie. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween! Do you have a costume? Um, not really, but well, I kind of do. Oh, really? It's the dress that
3: I bought, but I'm kind of making it into I'm going to be a goth chick. So excellent,
0: excellent, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. So what can I do yeah. for you today?
3: Well, I hope you weren't picking up on my negativity because I <laughs> I was just talking to my roommate um, and I'm I'm going through anger right now.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Um, a friend of mine was. Uh, Found yesterday, dead, mm. and um, oh. uh, I just was hoping maybe um, you could contact her in some way. And
0: and so, just it, yesterday, she was found. You said.
3: Yeah, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Tuesday she was Tuesday- found.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. My deepest console- mm-hmm. condolences to you and your family Thank and, of you. course, hers as well. I'm very, very sorry. Um, I I do think that she is trying to contact. I'll be able to get some information, but some, it takes a little while sometimes before someone, you know, completely crosses over. I can always visit people in the Astro Plane, and that's where she is because this was a shock for her as well for whatever reason, um, you know, whether it was um, a death that was— going to happen or one that you know isn't going to happen right one of those types mm-hmm. of things people it takes people about a couple weeks or longer to really cross over but of course i can still communicate to them when they're in the astral plane they're just a little bit more confused when they're in the astral plane the astral uh. plane is a place of um travel so when people are moving from this world to the next or visiting us from other worlds they have to walk through the astroplace, place the astral plane and it looks like from a physical point of view, it looks like a freeway, a 20-lane, 20 20-tiered 20 freeway with every color of the rainbow on it moving very quickly in all of the lanes. So it's very busy, kind of disorienting and confusing. And I, mm-hmm. and I think your friend's also a little frustrated, you know, like maybe this isn't what she wanted to have happen in her life at this point. And mm-hmm. so that adds to, you know, the confusion as well. But I just want you to know that she's very safe, you know, that that from a conscious place— she truly wanted to go from a higher conscious place. We really don't leave accidentally or, um, you know, by chance. When we leave our bodies, we leave um, because it's our time to go, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she is on the astral plane. She's going to work diligently to contact you and other people, other people that she knows, her friends and family member members, before she actually makes that final crossover. What she doesn't completely understand, I'm communicating that to her right now, is that she can communicate with you and connect with family and friends whenever she wants to, whether she's in the fourth dimension, the astral plane, or the fifth dimension, the other side. But sometimes that's also disorienting at the time, and people are, you know, panicked a little bit that their loved ones can't hear them anymore, um, you know, and, and those things. So, that's,
3: so the after plane is like where, like kind of like the here and now, it's like after they pass away, it's like well, almost th- like they... They're around
0: us, type of deal, or right. Actually, the other side, which is the fifth dimension, is about three feet away from your physical body. The astral plane is between your body and the fifth dimension. So we literally walk into each other's worlds all the time. So the astral plane is this huge, gigantic time-space reality, bigger than the Earth itself, and it's a place of travel. So it's a place where people can access previous lifetimes, walk through to meet other dimensions, and walk through to the, the other side. Some people barely spend any time, most people actually, spend very little time in the astral plane and just immediately cross. And then some people who are maybe more challenged with their death or their life will spend a little bit more time in the astral plane. Or if they're confused or if it was sudden or, you know, things of that nature. So she's going to hang around there for probably another week or two, most likely after there's been some services for her. Then she's going to, you know, gently step into the other side. She could cross whenever she wants to. Um, but she, So she's just in this temporary place um, wanting to spend time with family and friends. Well, she kind of figures this out for her, herself. Have you ever seen the movie What Dreams May Come?
3: Um, is that with Bob and Williams? It is. Okay, yeah, Yeah. and everything's so be- i I only saw parts of it i didn 't um, watch the whole movie, but I remember the colors and yeah. everything was just very vivid
0: yeah it 's a really yeah. gorgeous movie that depicts the other side really well, and what I think that they also depict is how a little confused people are when you 've lived in a certain dimension for a period of time. It gets a little confusing. Think about newborns when they f- are first you know born to earth they 're even blind to color, you know their vision isn 't very strong, their hearing isn 't completely developed you know their immune system isn't developed and so it's i always look at you know birth here on the human race plane and over in the other dimensions is very similar in terms of you know a little confusion disorientation and getting grounded or rooted in, in the new dimension that one lives but she's perfectly safe of course she's going to be surrounded by angels and loved ones whether she can see them or not and then in a in a period of time maybe 10 days is what i'm getting she'll cross over to the other side Okay. okay, and I'm, again, I'm sorry for your loss.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's possible for, because um, they don't know how she died. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you get anything on that? Or I don't know.
0: Well, it, I don't see like an outward um, injury to her physical body. You know, I just see a body collapsed, you know, on the ground. That's the vision that I'm seeing right now. I don't see an outward um, injury. Have they done an autopsy on the body?
3: Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and it didn't come up with anything. They're uh-huh. going to do, um, uh, uh, I guess, other
0: tests Other things. That- right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the, uh, this is going to sound weird and I think they would have been able to find this, but I don't know exactly how it shows up in an autopsy. But it's almost like she had a vagal stimulus um, where some muscles were uh, um, activated that can affect the cardiac muscles. And it's a vagal. It's a stimulation that moves through the muscles, the smooth muscles, and then it can affect cardiac muscles. And sometimes people can collapse and actually die from a vagal stimulation. Um, so a that's vagal. what. Vagal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't. That know, makes sense. And I don't know, you know, how that would be determined in autopsy, or if it is, or if that's the actual reason why she passed away. But that's what I'm seeing when I'm looking at her body. And now that you've told me that, you know, that this was unexpected. That's why she's kind of confused not super happy in the astral plane, right? Yeah, she was
3: tough, too. So <laughs> she is she's tough.
0: probably raising tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's tough. And, and she's going to be just fine. She is just fine. And she'll figure this out. And then she'll go to the other side and go have some more fun.
3: Great. Thank you so Thank much. Thank
0: you. And happy Halloween. You too. All righty. bye Bye-bye.
1: All right. Let's move on to our next caller. We've got Patty calling from Renton.
0: Hi, Patty. How are you? Oh, fine. Hi. Great. How, do you have a costume for the holiday? Uh, No, but
3: my husband used to say that I'd get on my broom and fly around the room every so often,
0: (laughs) which I thought was very tactful. (laughs) Well, I'm right there with you. I love witches. Actually, I usually wear a witch hat every year, and I think they're adorable personally, but I know that's not exactly what he implied.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm calling about you, talking about paranormal, and um, since he passed away, I've been getting lots and lots of pictures almost on a daily basis of orbs.
0: Of orbs. And
3: Mm -hmm. uh, tons of them, like, uh, you know, and some are faded, some are really bright, some actually have a texture to them, and just within the last week or two, I've been getting actual like streaks of light, I'm catching it on a digital camera, and I'm getting actual really bright streaks of light coming, like, down, and some of the orbs actually show in motion,
0: you mm-hmm. can actually
3: see, like, two or three little balls kind of
0: moving. Love it. And everything.
3: And is, is each orb, like, an entity, yeah. or is it...
0: Yeah, it really is. And so, do you mean that your husband has passed away? Is that what you yes, meant? Yes, he passed away oh. about
3: a year and a half ago. Oh, I'm and, so sorry. Um, uh, thank yeah. you. It's just it's yeah, getting better day by
0: day. Good, good. I'm really sorry. And he does miss you very much, even with the witchy comments, by the way. He (laughs) he really does miss you. You were a light in his life. Maybe that's why you're seeing more and more orbs, because orbs are lights. And, you know, I'm not really sure exactly what type of entity they are, but they feel very I'm loving to me and I'm happy, cheerful, exciting. And I think that when we start to change our energy, when our energy begins to match that type of type of frequency, then we pick up more orbs in our pictures or we see them with our physical eyes. Um, You can can notice them more actually even out in the wilderness and really well-preserved woods, woodlands. Oh, yeah, so Ireland and Scotland have really beautiful orbs, and of course, many regions of the Northwest do as well. And and they can pop up anywhere, even in a room when you take a picture. Yeah. Um, but your husband says that you were the light of his life because you kept oh, him in stitches. He was kind of a serious <laughs> guy, what he calls a little boring. I, I wouldn't say that about them, him, but that's what he says. And he said you were the light of his life and kept it always very interesting. He never knew what you were going to come up with next.
3: Oh yeah, it's, yeah, he he. Was usually two steps behind. He was the light of, of my oh. life too, and he actually um, just before the one year anniversary of his death, actually appeared physically. Oh. It scared the living daylights <laughs> out of me, but just like I calmed down finally and everything else. But I actually physically saw him, and I, you know, it's I've always been curious about the paranormal and, and life beyond and everything else like that. But this has really brought me into being more aware of of
0: everything. Well, when you have the ability to see a loved one who's passed over in orbs, it really means you are multisensory. You, your third eye really is figured out, and maybe your husband had to work extra hard and pull some extra maneuvers on the other side to make his being, you know, show up physical so that you could recognize him. But you have the ability to have these experiences every day not just when he works really hard you just need to work a little bit more diligently on allowing your being to visualize feel and experience the multisensory reality so and maybe that's why you're seeing all these orbs right now he's helping you with that too because i know he would love to have more uh, of that connection with you so that when you have those lonely times or you're bored um, that he can show up and you guys can laugh together and you can get over it and move on in your life and maybe find another light in your for your life
3: Is it just opening up and and accepting or allowing
0: it? Well, part of it's getting out of your brain. You know, the brain um, is is where the third eye resides. And when people overthink, overprocess, overanalyze, it's difficult for them to connect to their intuition and, and so when you get out of your head and sit in your body and calm down, which is not your favorite thing to be calmer still, from my nope. perception, right? Um, then uh, then when you're able to do that for moments at a time, you increase your third eye and its ability to pick up on the multisensory experiences and then show them to you in this physical reality.
3: Oh, cool. Okay. So start working on it
0: because you totally have the ability.
3: Okay, great. Well, I will give it uh, my best shot.
0: And he's sending you all kinds of love, you know, um, oh. Wishing that you would go out and spook a few people on your broom. Um, but he, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he really is, by the way. He he sends love to you.
3: Okay, well, I send a lots of love right back to
0: him. <laughs> he knows okay, you thank do. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. And we're going to, bye bye, we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, and we will be right back.
1: And if you want to give us a call, you can at 877 825 8828 or 425 373 5527. Become a Reiki Master the weekend of November 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Redmond Marriott Hotel. This two-and-a-half-day workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. Here's what one of Marie's newly certified Reiki Masters has to say about her workshop experience.
0: Marie's Reiki Master workshop was a life-transforming weekend for me. What I love most about working with Marie is her
5: incredibly positive energy and the influence it has on me as an individual. Marie's
0: encouragement to explore yourself and to trust what you see made an amazing journey that I feel blessed to have shared with a fascinating group of people.
1: Reiki is still Marie's favorite modality. This is truly a powerful weekend with healing and guided meditation. Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 for more information or check out Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. Alternative Talk
6: 1150. It's the home of Mastery in Mystery.
2: November is officially Divination Divas Month. At 8 o'clock, we will have not one, not two, but three psychics in
6: studio from the Emerald Spiral Co-op. A three-pack of prognosticators. And in the 7 o'clock hour, our friend from Edmonton, Cheryl Martinson, will talk about, after the secret, now what? Metaphysics with Attitude. The Gary Mantz Show, Sunday at 7 on Alternative Talk 1150.
5: Marie is excited to announce the release of her brand new CD, A Healthy Immune System. A healthy immune system is the key to good health and vitality. On this CD, Marie explains what the immune system is and how the different components of the immune system function within the human body. You'll also gain a better understanding of energy medicine as it relates to the immune system. Marie shares exercises and meditations throughout this CD so you can create a healthy immune system in vital state of well-being. Also included with this CD is a diagram of the immune system and a brief glossary of terms for easy reference. To order your copy of Marie's new CD now, please visit her website at energyintuitive.com.
6: Made fresh each day for you. Alternative Talk, eleven fifty a.m.
0: And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, and of course, welcoming all of you, all of our listeners. Grateful and thank you for everyone. Listening to the show, getting what you need, and moving forward in your life its one of my greatest joys. And I uh, also wanted to let you know that next week we're going to have Mike Dooley, the author of Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams, live here um, on the phone, talking to us in the studio. He'll be taking, um, of course, callers' questions. He, he's traveling, of course, doing book signings for his book, and he'll be in Seattle on November 8th. So he'll be live on the show on November 5th, and then in Seattle he will be at the Unity Church in Seattle. Um, that is November 8th, between 7 and 8.30 p.m. You can register now. You can go to East West Bookshop. They're actually sponsoring the event. Or you can go to Mike Dooley's website at Tet.com. He was also on The Secret and is the best-selling author of Notes from the Universe. And if you register um, before October 30th, you'll get a free book, the book that he's promoting, Infinite Possibilities. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a fabulous show. I've read the book and I'm a fan. You can be a fan too on Facebook and learn about where Mike is traveling. I guess he was in Denver just a couple days ago. So he might be in your area soon, teaching the art of allowing all of your dreams to come true, which is very exciting. So why don't we go ahead and go back to the phone lines?
1: All right, let's do it. Let's talk to Kathy calling from Monroe.
0: Hi, Kathy. How are you? Hello, hi, how are you? I'm great, Thank you. What can I do for you today?
4: Well, uh, this is about my little grandson, who uh, just, uh, just uh, recently has had two attacks of we're not quite sure what. Um, he, uh, his heart starts beating really fast, and I don't know if you want me to tell you the whole thing or you just want to look at him.
0: Right, oh, right. Well, I'm looking at him and you've taken he's been to the physicians, right? In, in, uh,
4: well, I have two grandsons, uh-huh. and no, he hasn't. Oh. not about not about this. The okay. other grandson has an ear problem, and that's what went to the doctor. This mm-hmm. one is four, mm-hmm. four years old.
0: Okay, so his heart races. He has an anxiety attack. Basically, is what he's happening. Yes. Per my um, experience, is that what you would say it would it would be the anxiety attack?
4: Well, that's what his mom thinks it is. Uh-huh. So And that's what I just want to make sure if that's right. what it is. Well,
0: you know, I always encourage taking family members to physicians. I always think it's a great idea, you know, whatever the health practitioner is. But here's the thing that I'm getting, and this happens a lot when people bring me their children into uh, my practice, is that I end up doing a lot of work on the parents, or in this case, the grandparent, because you are a worrier. You know what I mean? <laughs> really? Yeah, because <laughs> you worry, worry like crazy, and then you think the worst case scenario you know, from what I can see. And and then you're, you know, you're not getting your rest and you're worried about your, you know, grandchildren. And what I would love for you to is to take a deep breath and see and feel that your grandchildren are perfectly healthy and just fine.
1: Okay. You know, good. So
0: if this continues, of course, I, I know it doesn't hurt to go to the doctor and have a checkup and make sure that oh. everything's working fine. I think that's just good common sense, you know, especially when we're talking about children and we're not sure. But your daughter, this is your daughter's children. Is that true?
4: My son. Okay. Well,
0: I'm not seeing your son. Sorry about that. I'm seeing your daughter-in-law. She's a very strong person. She's got a very strong personality and she's a very good mom. Yes, she is. Right. Yes, so is. so then you can trust that she's going to make really good decisions. And if for some reason, you know, that she needs some help with parenting, because I think it's the hardest job on the planet, personally. It and, is. And all my kids are in college, and I still think it's the hardest job on the planet. Um, then you can make some suggestions, some loving suggestions. And I, I know that if, if she's in a place where she needs help, she'll listen to you. She's a really great mom. So so here's the deal. If you stop worrying, and I'm going to give you an exercise for that, and begin thinking and seeing and feeling your grandchildren healthy they will be healthier worrying actually doesn't help the situation it sends more stress which is the last thing any of us want to do when we care for someone we have it's not our intention to send stress to them but when we worry about people we literally are sending potential more stress so right well when yeah, this ahead. actually
4: happened the mm-hmm. other night i kept seeing him happy smiling at the table rather than what was happening that's what because i don't you know i really don't worry as much as you you as i (laughs) say but you know because i don't think i do i mean sure i'm concerned but and my i guess my real issue Mm -hmm. is or my real concern is that if we did take him to the doctor would they really even see anything would they just say oh we don't know what it is you know because of all these energetic things that are going on in the yeah. And that's kind of what I just want to make sure is that... Well, that's
0: what I think, right? But if, if we have major concerns and something's going on, what's wrong with listening to someone's heart or checking their blood pressure or, you know, whatever, if a physician's getting... And hopefully, you know, the family has a, a great physician that they really enjoy who also uses their own intuition so that that way the family, if they're concerned... And I'm not saying you need to go out now. I mean, this was something that's just barely started happening in this young right, man's right. life. Right? Well, he
4: runs a temperature with it. His face is oh. all red. And he runs a temperature with it, and that's why he's, you know, in a, not even in daycare today because he ran a temp. Oh, it actually happened at school yesterday, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and he's also wetting, he's also still wetting himself, right? And 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 that's maybe even more of an issue. Maybe that's what the problem is. And, and well, what do you... it sounds
0: like stress. It sounds like this uh-huh. child is stressed, right? Yeah, so, right, right. So having a chat with him about what he could potentially, you know, he probably doesn't even know what the word stress means, but right. to find out whatever his anxieties may be, whatever his fears may be, so that he can have a different perception than the one that he's developed at his age of four. Right. So that would be a really fun thing, you know, to have a conversation with to see if we can get his emotions to change and his physiology to change so that he doesn't have these anxiety attacks. Right? Do you think it's
4: because of his other brother, you know, the little one, the baby that that they pretty much, you know, spend a lot of. You know energy on loving and paying attention to and he kind of gets the you know the brush off like so many of us did
0: well you, you know? know what you're so cute because there you go again worrying even though I know you disagree <laughs> with my um, my assessment of you <laughs> because I really do see good parents you know I, I see that right. both both of them are really good parents oh, I, th- good. I think that your the four-year-old grandson is complicated he's a deep thinker he's is a complicated kid he's got a lot going on in his brain and I think at times he misperceives things, and then it turns into anxiety for him. Okay. So, the, and so right. Here's your homework assignment. When you're feeling like he's not getting enough attention, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, even when you're not near him, I'd love for you to stop your mind, think of something completely unrelated that allows you to feel happy, and then feel happy for 17 seconds and time it on your watch. Okay. That will erase thousands of hours of negative thinking and help you to kind of reboot yourself to thinking more positively. And again, if things don't clear up, I think a trip to the doctor is wouldn't be a waste of time it would just be more information
4: good 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 all okay right. well, thank you have a Marie. great halloween <laughs> okay you too. All, right,
1: <laughs> all right now we're going to move on to alice calling from Tequila. <laughs> hi
0: alice how are you i'm fine thanks good what can i do for you um i just kind of wanted a general reading okay great great so alice would you do you think that you're going through a little bit of transformation right now um, yes. Yeah, because when I'm looking at your auric field, it's incredibly busy, which is actually healthy to visualize a lot of energy moving in someone's body and in their aura. Yours is moving really fast. In fact, for a moment there, it kind of reminded me of the astro plane. It's pretty quick and busy right now. And what it means to me is that you are, you're under transformation. Some of your uh, very kind of regular... They may their regular thoughts, but their kind of primal thoughts are drastically changing. You're starting to see life very differently. Is that true for you?
3: That that is, um, yeah.
0: And it's very exciting. It's, it's going to seem disorienting because when you have consistent thoughts in particular directions, they become the framework of your belief system and how you you know move through life. And when those that framework begins to you know, dissolve and not be a part of your mainframe, like a computer, right? The program's being changed. It's a little disorienting, odd. It's also incredibly freeing. But it's like, wow, what am I going to be now? Who am I going to be now? Because you're going to be very different.
3: Yeah, because um, at the beginning of this month, I retired Mm. after many years of working. So, yeah, I'm going.
0: (laughs) And do you know what you want to do with all this spare time that you have now?
3: Well, I'm really interested in um, holistic health. Great. And, um, so I've been kind of looking into that. Uh-huh.
0: And I, I think that's fantastic. You're a very kind person. You're very generous. But I keep writing one word down over and over again. I always have a piece of paper when I'm you know, doing readings that are distance. And I keep writing the word travel. So have you done much traveling? In my life? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
3: Yes, I have. Ah, yeah. And and I I do love to travel. Yeah.
0: So have you taken any time recently to do some traveling?
3: No, but we are going to um next year have um we have some trips planned.
0: Great. Great. So so what I would do is, you know, continue the investigation about the holistic world, how you would like to work in it or participate in it um while and then do some traveling and then, you know, maybe put your roots down real real solid in terms of you know finding something else to do with your life that it, that excites you that it, that you enjoy but the traveling it's almost like the traveling are you going to be traveling a lot next year
3: um a, a couple of trips mm-hmm. and then just um like to eastern washington maybe like tw- twice next year but some large um um trips well, like going to hawaii and to uh, california next year mm-hmm. You know, just like for a week at a time.
0: Uh, Have you traveled outside of the U.S.?
3: Oh, yes. Okay, great. uh, I've I've been here before that, was many, many years ago. Uh
0: Yeah. So I'm actually seeing Asia, so maybe considering some trips to Asia. um, And there's a lot of interesting belief systems about holistic medicine in, in those countries as well, Chinese medicine and you know, the whole idea of chi and herbs and things of that nature. So consider uh, an, another long trip if you want to, um, and then uh, put your roots down about, you know, studying some holistic medicine. I think it's a great idea. Okay. Yeah.
3: Can I ask you one more question? Okay. Okay. Um, my mom passed over about, it's been about a year,
7: mm-hmm. and
3: mm-hmm. I I think about her all the time. Aww. Um And I know she wanted to go, and I was with her, and I I just want to make sure, you know, that she's okay.
0: Yeah, she's really okay, your mom is. And, you know, she did want to go because it was just not fun anymore for her. You know, her body wasn't enjoying itself any longer on the earth plane. So that was one of the reasons why she wanted to go. And she doesn't have a body anymore, um, at least not the way that we have bodies. And so, yes, she's feeling a whole lot better. But she is kind of a little stern with you. She definitely wants you to play more and have more fun. She didn't play very much either in her life. And, and I know you've done some traveling years ago, and I know you're going to be doing some traveling. But, you know, be a little bit risky and more adventurous. But, yeah, your, your mom's perfectly fine. Um, watching over you that's why you think about her so much because she's watching over you because she really wants you to have some fantastic stories to share with her when you cross over whenever you do that years from now okay thank you so much you're welcome have a wonderful day thanks
1: all right let's talk to maureen calling from seattle now
0: hi maureen how are you hi maureen hi what can i do for you today
1: well, I want to know how I can increase my paranormal encounters.
0: Ah, that's a great question. And, of yeah. course, on topic, which is lovely, right? Yeah. So what do you like about the paranormal?
3: Um, I like the contact with, um, sometimes I don't know who it's with. Uh-huh. And I like I like messages. And they come in different ways in dreams or noises or mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. moving. Or, and I haven't had any for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you allow yourself to celebrate those experiences? Oh, yes, I love them. I'm not
3: afraid of them at all.
0: Great. And so when you celebrate, what do you do?
3: Well, um, I tell people about
0: them. (laughs) You tell people about it? Oh, yeah. Uh I have
3: a lot of friends that...
0: And do they like it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm also going to recommend that you light candles in the house and run around and dance. Oh, okay. Because whenever you... Increase the energy to a higher volume or a different frequency. You actually encourage a repetition of that experience. It's like you're sending a very strong, powerful message to the universe. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait till that happens again. You know, so, you know, telling your friends is really wonderful, too. But I also see like a serious conversation ensuing, uh, you know, once you get the story out a serious conversation, um, where there, it's almost like a little bit of competition between, oh. you know, which lowers them the energy and yeah. then it's not as celebratory. <coughs> sure. Right. And you're so lucky to have friends who love what you experience. So mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to change your friends no. at all. Just do some more celebration, you know, regarding, uh, that experience. So you can have more and more of them and then pick the things that actually are the most fun for you or something that you truly, you know, like, would you like to see more or hear more? What would, what would be your um, greatest joy of expanding that ability? That that makes sense. Yeah. Do, do you know what it is? Because what what I would love for you is to look in the mirror and start telling yourself, "Oh, I'm an amazing clairvoyant," or my clair audience is phenomenal, or whatever that is. You know, so that you can start to convince yourself that you have that ability and that it's fantastic. Okay, that that makes sense. That will ramp it up even more. And, of course, you know, the veil is going to be very thin in a couple of days. So start talking to the universe or Mm -hmm. the other side and ask them to really come in and have a party with you and to give you as many fun experiences as possible. And then celebrate them really well before you go talk to your friends about it. That sounds great. Yeah, and congratulations. Well, thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: All right, well, we're going to talk to Gladriel now, calling from Oak Harbor.
0: Hi, Gladriel. How are you? Hi,
4: Marie. I'm really good. This is a question I've had for a couple of years, and and when you said paranormal, it reminded me that I do want an answer about this. Okay. I was lying on my bed reading a metaphysical book, of course, and a crystal came from nowhere and hit me in the foot. (laughs) And I have this crystal, and I... don't know if it was just a hello or...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did your foot break or your toe or anything like that?
4: No, it was a small, it's a small crystal.
0: Okay, great. Well, I'd say that's a friendly nudge... You know, because everything's made out of energy, and crystals are full of energy. They're really great friends. I, my house is covered in them. I love them. And I and, and I keep them in my office where I do my private practice and, of course, use the energy from them. So I think it was just a happy nudge. Whatever you were reading was probably really good for you. That was a positive reinstatement. Um, at least that would be my perception. Okay. All right? Really good. Thank, thank you. Thank you for your question. You're welcome. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Happy Halloween to you, too. Thanks.
1: I think we were having some paranormal activity I with her phone line there. <laughs> yeah,
0: those Chris's are flying everywhere.
1: That's right. Well, we've got uh, Ruth Ann on the line right now calling from Nova Scotia, I think it is. Hi, Ruth
0: Ann. How are you? Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today? I was just
7: wondering if you could do a general scan of my chakra.
0: Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. So. I I have and and so there's a couple areas that I'm just going to bring to your attention the first one would be your second chakra and the back of the fourth so the second chakra is all about passion and joy so it's about being really really happy do you feel that way about your life um no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel, you know, is that that's not, it's it's like you want to, it's like that second chakra, it, it even got a little shy when I went in there. It's like, oh no, please don't look, you know, um, and I know you want to be happy and, and this is going to sound kind of lame, but happiness is a choice. I, I know it sounds, so many people wait for events to come into their life to then allow themselves to have a feeling about it, whether it's confidence or joy or a celebration, but truly what brings in more confidence, more joy and happiness is to begin to have that feeling independent of anything else that's happening in your life. So you kind of have to, this is an old kind of statement re- regarding, you have to fake it till you make it, mm. you know? And But what I mean by that too, is to authentically find things that do make you happy. Like what makes you happy right now? That's in your life.
7: Exercise. Great. Yeah.
0: Exercise. Anything else?
7: Um, my,
0: boyfriend. <laughs> Your boyfriend. Okay.
7: What doesn't make me happy is my work. and ah. the huge part. So ah. Obviously, we spend a lot of
0: time. Right. Absolutely. Right. And so have you thought about what you would prefer to do besides what you're doing right now?
7: Yes. I'm interested in life coaching.
0: And what is it? I'm sorry, life coaching? Correct? Life
7: coaching, yeah.
0: And so have you taken any classes to move in that direction?
7: Yes, I have, actually.
0: Excellent. And so are you... Pursuing that career, working with individuals. Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay. So if all of that's happening and and what's happening too while we're talking is I'm measuring your responses and your energy Mm -hmm. and they are actually increasing when you talk about life coaching, but then there, there's this concern. There's this worry, like it's not going to happen or it's not going to work out. And then you kind of flatline the energy. (laughs) <laughs> so remember what I said about that fake it till you make it thing earlier? If you could see yourself successful, see people getting and I think what i um, getting what they what you feel that they could get from your experience with them. But I think the really important thing is to get down to the real feeling about why you want to be a life coach. What is it that you want to do to affect other people or yourself? Because when you can get down to your true emotions of what drives you. You know about anything in life, then that's uh, that's the feeling that will help expand and attract exactly what you're wanting. So, if you can think about life coaching, what is it that excites you the most about that type of career?
7: I think I think helping, like the service of helping other people. just being really appreciated for the help that you're offering them.
0: Mm-hmm. And helping in what way? Try to be as specific as you can. I know that's challenging on the air. And, of course, if it doesn't pop up right now, that's something to think about. Just, you know, what is there one specific thing about helping that you like? Not
7: that I can pinpoint right the second
0: Okay. So here I'll give you an example. Um, when I first started to, when I realized that I no longer wanted to be a nurse, which by the way, was very upsetting to me because that was my career and I didn't know what the heck I was going to do, but it was clear I wasn't happy any longer when I got off the elevator to walk into the floor that I worked in. And, and so I started contemplating, well, what am I going to do? What's going to make me happy? And uh, I really did get the sense that I wanted to help people heal. And for me, it's the word help, not heal them, but to inspire, encourage support individuals to heal themselves and so one of my greatest joys is to watch people do that you know to see them transform and shift and change and be more of the person that they are that is one of my greatest joys mm-hmm. and so that inspires me to continue on my path it excites me it motivates me and so that's what I'd love for you to do spend time it could take a couple weeks you mm-hmm. know for you to really figure out what it is that truly inspires you in the coaching realm but once you hit that excited emotion and you spend time in it on a regular basis, that's how your business will grow. Okay. All right? So that's what I would encourage you to do. And then the back of the heart chakra, you're not taking energy in. And that vortex, that back portion is about receiving. And so to help your business grow and to help your life get happier, taking energy in through the back would be a great idea. Okay. Do you know how to do that?
7: Um, yeah, I've listened to your show a lot. So you great. talk about receiving energy through your back. Like Wonderful. Like a the visual image.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, give us a, a call back later and let us know how you're doing. All right. Great. Thank you so much. Yes. Have a wonderful okay. day. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye.
1: All right. I think we've got time for one more call, so we're going to talk to Blaine in Redmond.
0: Hi, Blaine. How are you?
6: How's it going, Maria? It's Blaine. Hi,
0: Blaine. <laughs> How's it
6: going? Oh, fantastic.
0: Good. What can I do for you today?
6: I was just, I uh, got back from Montana a couple weeks ago, and yes. I, because I, I think last time I spoke with you, I was thinking about going down to the Southwest, mm-hmm. the weather changed, Dramatically, in terms of it got really cold really fast. Mm-hmm. So I If kind of that trip, but right now I just feel like I'm in a holding pattern. That's mm-hmm. so pretty much spot on.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, let's let's not do anything but enjoy yourself and have a great time. And and I would spend more time inside because you you're a very busy guy. You're a doer, you know. And and the other part of doing is just being. Yeah, you know, just quieting the mind, getting tuned in, and letting, of course, the universe bring inspiration and ideas in your way without having to hunt them down, you know, and I know you get very excited about life because I happen to know who you are. I know you get very excited about life, but maybe allow that excitement to initiate inside versus externally.
6: Yeah, because I think that, you know, as you well know, it's just being high energy that there's a balance to that high energy is, is downtime.
0: Right, exactly. And, <laughs> and I think when you have high energy and you've lived your life that way, it's also a little bit of a distraction right from the inside you know because yeah. you're you you are the type of person who can jump in the car and drive to Montana in a couple of days and and have a good time you know
6: because I think it is quite fascinating because people think well what do you you know they must assume I like deal drugs because how can you take this time off and it's like I just do what I want when I want where I want
0: which is fantastic
6: and, yeah and it's really in in modern society it's really hard to comprehend because you must be doing something or join the lottery and as I <laughs> tell people we all have basically win the lottery living in America, but that's my right. perception.
0: Right.
6: <laughs> with that being said, it's really quite fascinating.
0: And, and then the other side of that is that contemplation, that quiet contemplation, that being with you and allowing that wisdom inside of you to inspire you and motivate you and direct you towards your highest good. And yeah, that's good. what that downtime is right now.
6: Good, because that's you know, it's interesting. If you were to ask me what it is I want to do, I think we've, you know, it's, it's, contemplating or figuring that out, obviously. Right. I think that's a lot of questions for people because things are changing so quickly
0: right right so hopefully i'll see you hanging around kirkland um drinking a cup of tea outside a coffee shop doing nothing
6: beautiful (laughs) okay look forward to it
0: thank you blaine have a great day you too thank you everyone for listening to the show um i'm teaching the last reiki workshop of the year next weekend that would be november 6th 7th and 8th um and it's a two and a half day workshop where you'll be attuned to the master level it's one of my favorite classes to teach um of course, I love teaching all classes, but it's one of my favorites. There's guided meditation. You'll be introduced to your guides. We'll be working on individuals, and you'll be doing distance sessions. There are a few um, seats available for that class. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I wish you a happy and wonderful and successful and safe Halloween. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. And next week, remember, we'll have Mike Dooley, the author of Infinite Possibilities, the art of living your dreams. Thank you so much. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye.